0: You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama.
1: Are you sure?
0: Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And
2: Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back,
3: strap in, Embrace Embrace
2: yourself. Yourself. Hey, take some time to uh, share the Jeep Talk Show with a friend, whether it's on uh, the Tic Tac, uh, the, uh, the Facebook, the, the Twitter, uh, hell, even Pinterest. I'm not on Pinterest, but uh, oh, yeah. if, if you are, share the Jeep Talk Show there. We're, we're trying to increase the, the number of listeners, and also, too, uh, we are trying to include more people in getting in the conversation outside of the show, and we'll be talking about more of that here in just a minute. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps. This show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. Hey, you didn't see that coming, did you? No, I, had,
4: I had no idea.
1: <laughs> Just read it. This red. <laughs> Hello, Jeeper. Glad you're here. I'm Josh. And on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about a price increase on one of America's favorite Jeeps. We'll find out which one has the least appreciation. And later, I've got a storage solution for you TJ owners you won't want to miss. And from the last episode, we have our campfireside chat about who should not own a Jeep.
4: Well, howdy, it's Wendy. And make sure you're checking out our Friday episodes of the Jeep Talk Show, where I do a segment called Newbie Nuggets. I talk about all kinds of topics for the newest Jeeper.
2: And it's not to be confused with beaver nuggets. Um, as good, though. Just as addictive, yes. yes. Just as addictive, just as good. Uh, I don't know if they taste better if you, uh, if you put the newbie nuggets up on the dash during the heat of the day, though. <laughs> it, that it does for the beaver nuggets. So, so we'll, have do, we'll have to do testing and get back on that.
4: I'm going to have to start a whole new that. line. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I'm Tony, and sometimes I get a little depressed. But then oh. I remember I have a red gladiator, and I cheer right up. Then, remember, I have to pay for it.
1: No. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Now, price hikes in the auto industry seem to be a bit of a norm now. Jeep's hybrid electric Wrangler, the 4XE, has already gone through at least two price hikes since its debut. And now the Gladiator gets its turn. Call it supply and demand, blame it on COVID or the chip shortage, pull whatever headline out of the air you want to explain it, but the price increase is going to set you back an additional $2,020. Now, unless you're buying the stripped-down base model, that is, actually, according to the order guide, the 2022 Gladiator Sport will be priced at $36,910, includes a $1,595 destination charge, showing a $355 increase from its 2021 price of $36,555. Now, while the base increase seems normal, the other trim levels will have a price hike of $2,020. That's for the Overland, Mojave, and Rubicon trims. Maybe it's because hindsight is 2020, and you should have bought one when they were cheaper? I, I don't know. Maybe it's to associate the feeling that you get with paying more for something with the year 2020, which I think we can all say can just go F itself. And now this is how Jeep agrees with all of us. I really don't know, but we encourage you all to call in with your own conspiracy theories. Seriously. Now, here's some other interesting Gladiator news. The 8.4-inch Uconnect 4C navigation system will be standard with all the aforementioned trims. Sorry, sport owners, you don't get one. Now, whether this is good news or bad news, I suppose is up to the buyer. But with the only real noticeable difference in model years being the infotainment system and a price increase, it leaves me wondering if the 2021 model year owners got the better deal. I'm thinking so but uh, I'm thinking so too it was i think it i think
2: the radio was uh uh too grand uh it was a two grand upgrade. It was a hard thing to to say yes to, but uh that that nice big screen was uh was was
1: very seductive i should say hmm yeah absolutely no i agree and I think it was a good call too so maybe you buy a vehicle based on the love of the vehicle itself and statistics be damned you're gonna get the one you want right yeah well, we get no trust us. Now, those other people, the practical types, however, are going to research and parse all the data available on everything from safety ratings to depreciation values. Why? Because they want to know that that they'll have a better chance of putting money back in their own pocket when they're ready to trade it in or sell it at the end. It's okay, we like both types, and so does the automotive research firm and car search engine IC Cars, who crunches all these numbers on a daily basis. They have recently presented their findings from an analysis of over 800,000 model year 2016 car sales. There are a number of charts listing the lowest and highest loss in value from MSRP after five years in just about every single category. IC Cars says record high used car prices over the last 15 months, however, as a result of the chip shortage, has actually slowed down the average depreciation rate across all vehicles. Its latest study shows that last year the average depreciation of a 5-year-old vehicle was a whopping 49.1% and that has slowed to 40.1% in 2021 compared to the roughly 40% average the Jeep compared to the roughly 40% average the Jeep Wrangler however comes out way on top showing just a 9.2% average 5-year depreciation. Wow. Just behind that is Jeep's Wrangler Unlimited at 10.5%, well underneath the average. And just for the sake of comparison, I wanted to share with you the completely other end of the spectrum, the bad apple, if you will. Considering the big push for EVs in the last few years of the new car market, it may be a surprise to you that electric vehicles are actually seeing the, le- the largest decrease in value. Obviously, a 4XE company excluded. But bringing up the rear, it's the Nissan Leaf, which comes in with a big loss in value with an average five-year depreciation number of over 65%. Ooh.
0: wow.
1: Uh, hope you don't have one of those in your driveway. Will this trend expand into the future of the 4XE? It's hard to say with the way the sales have been going for the Jeep's first hybrid off-roader. But as I always say, time will tell. So we'll let you know in about five years.
2: Oh my gosh! You know, uh, there's a couple of ways of looking at uh, the value of of your vehicle. Uh, Well, it's only worth what somebody's going to pay for. Exactly. I was going to say that supply and demand. It's exactly right. And uh, do you? I mean, so it goes on what people want more than. The other things, all these other feely things—I mean, well, I shouldn't say feely—the statistics and the how much it cost, the cost of ownership, and so on and so forth. I mean, all those things are very important. But how you feel about driving the vehicle, uh, seeing huh, over the little vehicles while you're stuck in traffic—it's—it's uh, going to be a bad weather day today. I, it's okay. I
1: got a G. You remember 10 years ago, uh, big SUVs were on the outs. And oh, yeah. for all intents and purposes, we were pretty much looking at the end of large SUVs just because of gas prices and everything else. Now, over the last few years, the the uh, SUV craze has more than come back full hog. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we're start, starting to see gas prices go up again. And I'm hearing in parts of California, gas prices knocking on the door of $7 a gallon. That's, That's ridiculous. insane. That's- So, you know, trends do have a very big part of this. You're right, Tony, 100%, uh, as far as what people are are, interested in, what the market is is, is really showing, and, of course, what people are willing to pay.
4: Well, and I, I have another theory, because Tony brought up a really good point about how you feel when you're driving. So, if you're driving a Jeep, don't you feel pretty awesome, like you could take on the world? Yeah. As opposed as opposed to a car named Leaf? I mean, seriously, I think that explains exactly why the drop is so so big.
2: Yeah. Make like a make like a banana and leaf. Yeah. And make like, like a, a leaf, leaf yeah.
4: drop. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm sorry, I'm not trying to go after Nissan, but seriously, could you come up with a better name? I mean Leaf? Come on.
2: Well, uh, what happens when you hug a tree too hard? <laughs>
1: the leaves fall off.
2: <laughs>
4: the tree asks you to leaf. Leave me alone. Okay, never mind.
1: Okay, now this wouldn't be an episode of the Jeep Talk Show without a little bit of dumb criminals. And, oh, uh, boy. You know, it, was, it was in the last couple weeks that I had a dumb criminal story involving some miners stealing a Jeep and, and during the chase, throwing a loaded handgun out the window. <laughs> to yep. find out the driver was an 11-year-old boy. Now, Crazy. as if these kids have been listening to the show and have now come up with a new Jeep Talk Show Internet Challenge <laughs> where they see if they can outdo the dumb criminal story from the week before, we have yet another <laughs> stolen Jeep with minors in it. And as if there were an award for this level of stupidity, I think we'd have a winner. Now this time, coming out of my own backyard in my own state's capital, Salem, Oregon, where a 14-year-old boy driving a stolen Jeep Wrangler grossly exceeded the speed limit and ran several red lights in an attempt to escape deputies after they initiated a routine traffic stop for faulty equipment. Sheriff's deputies not having any of this crap go down in their county successfully deployed spike strips catching all four tires. Police say the boy that drove for another two and a half miles, however, on the flattened, blown out tires before (laughs) finally stopping the Jeep, where he and his five passengers jumped out and made a run for it. Of course they did. Now, I'm just going to pause here for a quick second. So if you were doing the math like I just was, then yes, that means you came up with six Six people people. in a Jeep Wrangler like I did. Now, wait, Uh, it, it gets better than that. The police and sheriffs out here in Oregon and Washington have had nearly two years of weekly, if not daily, riots and protests to contend with. So, six miners making a run for it went absolutely nowhere fast. Deputies from the Marion County Sheriff's Office were able to locate and detain all six people within minutes. Now, here's where the one-upmanship comes into play. Inside the stolen Jeep, deputies found not one, but two stolen handguns, as well as an AR-15-style rifle. The felonies don't stop there. There was also an undisclosed amount of methamphetamine and cash uh, found no. as well. That's shocking. Yeah, this, this may or may not pan out, but to put a cherry on top of the list of crimes these outstanding young citizens have racked up, additional evidence believed to be related to a series of at least three commercial burglaries in a neighboring Camish, Washington town, was recovered from the vehicle as well. Of the six uh, uh, people arrested in this, four of them were minors. One was 19, and the other 23. Okay, so do you guys want to hear all the charges for for all of this? Yes. Unauthorized use of a motor vehicle. Attempt to elude both felony and misdemeanor levels. Reckless driving. Seven counts of reckless endangering. Possession of a stolen vehicle. Unlawful possession of a firearm. Criminal trespass two, Delivery of methamphetamine. Theft. Falsifying information to police officer. And assault in the fourth degree. (laughs) Who thinks these little bastards will ever see the light of day again? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, actually, if this would have happened in any other state, well, then, yes, likely the minors would all be imprisoned until they were 25, and the two adults in the vehicle would likely not be out until their 40s. But this happened here in Oregon, and the current state DA isn't prosecuting anything but murder and rape crimes. My bet is that these punks actually will get a slap on the wrist, if anything at all. Welcome to Oregon, people.
4: The only thing you needed to add was, and welcome to California, because it would have been the exact same thing.
1: Oh God, yeah, or, or uh, Washington, for that matter, yeah, I, too. I know. So, uh, even though the, these these guys were likely involved in in the at least three commercial burglaries up in Camas, Washington, which uh, which is about an hour and a half away from where this happened, and uh, probably okay. about twenty five minutes away from where I'm sitting right now. Uh, is likely not going to see anything uh, other else because up in Washington, it's, it's the same dang thing. Uh, apparently out here on the West Coast, crime has been legalized. So That's right. There you go. There you go. Flap on the wrists. You know, when, hey, you, I,
2: when you were uh, talking about the dumb criminals, I was kind of hoping it was going to be an update on the gentleman that uh, did the test drive of the Grand Cherokee and hadn't returned it. But, you know, doing a quick search here, I have not found anything updated from that October twenty sixth story. Uh, no, on, on the internet, not. I
1: actually I actually looked on that, and I, I was l- purposefully looking for because I was thinking, okay, by now he sure. had returned yeah. it, yeah, yeah. At least found it, but no, Eugene Ned is still wanted on charges of breach of trust with fraudulent intent. Reports from the Sumter County Sheriff's Department say on October eighteenth, Ned test drove a twenty nineteen Jeep Grand Cherokee and never returned it back to the lot gotta have some balls to pull that off of course if you have any information call the sumter county sheriff's office so yeah still uh from the uh 18th when the crime happened from the 26th when we reported it to now uh we are november 4th as we are recording this uh this episode he still has not returned to the jeep after the test drive so So what's he doing with it i mean
4: did he change the color did he obviously change the plates and the VIN and is it sitting Clearly. at SEMA,
2: maybe? No. I'm well, well, I'm thinking that we need to be watching the forums and seeing if anybody's asking the question, what's the biggest size tire I can put on a 2019 uh, <laughs> Jeep Cherokee
1: without cutting? Because <laughs> I need to get out of town quick. <laughs> <laughs> I need to change the way it looks. Yeah. Anybody know to bypass the security system? I got a light on in the dash. <laughs> no. Yeah, so we'll, we'll try and, and stay on top of that and let you guys know uh, if, if or when that Jeep is ever found. Yes, yes. Okay. And if you have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, well be sure to let us know what you have to say and you can do it by phone or even by email. Just head over to Jeep, Talk Show dot co- Jeep Talk Show dot com slash contact. I've only said that link a million times keep to find out the name. how to reach out.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're listening to a four by four Radio Network Podcast. Oh, you most certainly are, you lucky listener, you. And did you know that we have something there for every flavor of off-roader? That's right. Even if they're not into Jeeps, it's okay. It's not their fault. We know that there's other people out there that like different stuff, and that's what the 4x4 Radio Network is all about. All your off-road podcasts are all in one place. The On the Trail podcast, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer podcast, Even the 4x4 podcast and the world-famous Jeep talk show is there as well. Lots of great off-road shows. It's all for free. It's all in one place. Just type in the number 4, the letter X, the number 4, and radionetwork.com. That's 4x4radionetwork.com. We'll see you there.
2: Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, a quick, easy, and cheap way to add storage to the Jeep Wrangler TJ
3: a little
1: bit just a little bit. That's all we're asking. <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And Josh, when you talked about repairing the fiberglass top, uh you mentioned the word penetration <laughs> seventeen times. <laughs> Why would you try to tempt me so much, Josh? And come on, <laughs> knock it off. This isn't that kind of podcast. (laughs) We have a certain standard that we must adhere to. Yeah. Uh well, that's not why I'm calling. Of course not. I'm calling to tell you I lost my job at the bank. Yeah, I just lost interest. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, I'll chat to you later. You Have a good one. Bye. People are making I, I, their own jokes uh, at that, so <laughs> that last tells one. tells me, I don't know. I think Nikki G might be coming down with something. He sounded a little bit off his game on that one. I I don't know. Danny's <laughs> picking on me two episodes in a row. Two in a row, he's gone after you. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. No, Nikki G and I are friends. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was good uh, having him out there at the Hidden Falls uh,
1: Adventure Park, wasn't it? He wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute! like like, a minute. In, like, like in he spirit was, or something. Yeah, no, he was there. He, he was drinking one Jeep, and yeah, yeah, a great time.
2: He was drinking pretty hard out there. I was gonna I was just testing to see if he actually <laughs> remembered. <laughs> <sighs> Look, it's Nikki G sniffing a possum at <laughs> least he wasn't licking it
4: exactly
2: from which end you're trying better. well you gotta see if it's bad first or not <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way to tell it <laughs> oh, not the boy. only way the best way that's <laughs> not the only way <laughs>
1: Well, uh, we kind of uh, delayed uh, this uh, little bit of campfire side chat from the last episode. Glad you are here and glad the listeners are are around the campfire as well. This is going to be an interesting one because it's going to be kind of calling some people out. I'm going to maybe put down a rule of no names because (laughs) i would like nobody to get in trouble really because they're probably
4: subscribers and we'd want to lose them
1: sure you know so we can get descriptive you know the 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 one lady in the one house with the red hair generic generic uh, the the person with the neck you know whatever
4: the person who already (laughs) has three red cars cannot be a jeep owner just kidding tony
1: So, uh, the reason why I'm sort of uh, prefacing that, uh, you know, making uh, uh, that sort of disclaimer is uh, I'm going to ask the question, who should not own a Jeep? It takes all kinds, right? Uh, Maybe it's the neighbor down the street, uh, the person in front of you at the stoplight, clearly. uh, That lone lady with all the cats. Maybe it's the 16-year-old in your living room. uh, Whoever it is. Who should not own a Jeep? That's the question we're asking tonight. And so, that's why I'd say, uh, let's, let's... Get specific, but let's leave the names out of this to protect the innocent. So, uh, right off the top, uh, I want to go down. we got a great group of, uh, of listeners around the campfire tonight. And, of course, if you'd like to join in on this, you can, too. There's no pay-to-play or special VIP access, any of that sort of stuff. Uh, and we're going to let you know how you can join in on the very next campfire side chat here in just a little bit. So, stick around. For now, though, I'm going to turn to Chris at 7slats.com uh, and ask him, Who should not own a Jeep? Guy or gal who couldn't—the guy or gal who couldn't make the
0: police academy—I think we all know somebody like that, that a uh, uh, wannabe police officer or or uh, mm. member of the armed services. I, I know a couple of people in my life who uh, just couldn't pass the test, whatever that is, and uh, they they shouldn't own a jeep because it it kind of gives them a, a license to do the things that somebody told them they couldn't do.
1: Hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, because a Jeep does uh, sort of give you a, a little bit of an extra boost of confidence. I mean, you're in a, in, a, in one of the world's most capable vehicles, uh, as it were. And there are certainly some people out there who should not own them or should uh, definitely doesn't need any extra confidence, as it were. Uh, good <laughs> one, Chris. Good one. Uh, Chip, here with us tonight. Chip, uh, who would you say uh, should not own a Jeep? Wow, that's a really hard one. Yeah. I and mean, I don't have...
0: Maybe the, pres- maybe the president. Maybe the president. mean the current one. Hundred percent agree. He drove agree. a 4XE. <laughs> well, certainly
2: not with heated seats. With the problem that he has. he uh, yeah. <laughs> thought it was a I mean, I,
0: I really don't. I mean, I think it makes a great first vehicle. And I, I agree if it's overconfidence that they think they can do things they shouldn't. But from a first vehicle to somebody that's on the verge of losing their license when they're older, I guess maybe not a manual, but it's just, it's such a versatile vehicle. I don't, I, I've almost got nothing.
1: Hey, um, I'm going to, I'm going to briefly shift gears here, Chip, while I have you on the mic, I'm going to ask you about your death wobble and, and if you have an update for us on that.
0: Oh yeah. So ultimately it was a loose track bar that I did that we never did determine when I, I had one mechanic look at it I looked at it we couldn't see it but it the the track bar bolt had worked loose and it was allowing because I have I've got a new tie rod new drag link new ball joints new knuckles I mean everything wow. under there, new stabilizer yeah. everything was new and so there wasn't any reason for that but what we found was that with all the wheeling I was doing I some things had worked loose and there were several bolts that needed to be tightened now it's tightened and I cruise down the road at seventy, seventy-five, no problem.
1: Outstanding. Nice. Well, I'm glad it wasn't Love anything that. major. I, I, I had a note down here to ask you the next time that we talked and, uh, and so I wanted to take the opportunity to get that update. Thanks for that, Chip. I appreciate it. You bet. Uh, John, John Lee, uh, who should not own a Jeep? Tell us. So I would say anybody
0: who would drive the wrong way at Black Bear Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, good one. Damn. <laughs> Basically, now, not people that want to want to get out. It's great to great to have it, but in, in all seriousness, I think you know I'm at that point now where I'm about to have to buy a new vehicle for my daughter who's about to start driving. So I don't know if if the first vehicle having one that can tip over really easy is uh, is a good vehicle for for them. So uh, I would probably say novice it's drivers. Fun. It's
1: too much fun. It's a too fun of a vehicle for a first time driver. My personal opinion. I, I think that you need to work up to a Jeep. I think you need to, you know, learn your corners, uh, learn vehicle control, learn the road before you start learning off road. Uh, now that being said, uh, out on private property, uh, by all means, give the 14-year-old uh, a chance at the wheel uh, off road and and see what he can do. As long as there's no trees involved. Uh, but uh, you know, that being said, I, I, you know, I just I don't know. I've always had, uh, you know, there's been a bad taste in my mouth when I think about somebody for the first time out on the road and they've got a Wrangler as their first vehicle ever. I mean, almost everybody I've ever known has crashed their first vehicle, and it would be such, such, such a shame to, to have a, a nice beautiful Wrangler be destroyed by a 16 year old. So.
2: Well, there's another way of looking at it. Uh, you're, you're right. Most, most kids, especially whenever they, the vehicle is purchased for them, uh, they, they're going to have a wreck. And what, what vehicle provides them some, uh, some protection?
3: A I, Volvo I say, yeah, uh, <laughs> <that, laughs>
2: but I was thinking more of a full-size pickup, uh, okay. and, and they don't drive it much because they can't afford the gas. There so uh, that's here. it. So put a lot of metal. Got to have
4: bucket seats.
2: Yes. Yeah. I have daughters. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about right. that. No yes. Bench seats. Always special. have bucket, seat.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, bucket <laughs> seats. and no rear seat.
0: About, yeah. Yeah, didn't didn't yeah. No rear There
2: a whole bed in the back.
1: Uh, yeah, somebody's going to buy a van for their 16 year old daughter. I think not. So, when, <laughs>
2: when, you, when you get to Lacey, get her to expand upon uh, the, the bucket seat thing uh, with what, what? the past. Well, if
0: you got a
4: bench seat, it's like they're going to be smashed together. You know, it's going to happen. I'm just going to tell you that bucket seats are not going to stop these kids these days. No. They'll just look at it as a big old challenge. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> well,
1: like a like a wise man uh, by the name of Offspring once said, "You got to keep them separated." <laughs> all right, oh, all right, Steve O, who should not own a Jeep?
0: Uh, anybody that works for the Illinois DNR, they don't deserve it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they got a whole fleet of them, right? And uh, and they Post definitely office. don't know. But there's, no, there's because no respect there. They, there's no off
0: road. There's no public lands for us off road here. And they even, oh, um, like some of the motorsport parks that got land grants from them, they gave them the land grants, but they said no vehicles other than side by sides or quads.
2: Oh my so god! So those parks oh, shut down. Come on, communism at its, at its heart. Seriously, <laughs> come to California. Yeah, like, we'll we'll win. Any with other you.
4: name?
0: <laughs> I can't bring a gas engine to California if, if I don't do it now.
4: Yeah, <laughs> no, well, that's room. true. <laughs> Going to do it
0: before twenty
4: thirty.
0: Oh. But yeah, it's right. just, it sucks
1: yeah, Seriously, seriously No public land, oh man, that's, that's a bummer I, I, I am so blessed To be out here in the northwest where we have uh, Ample public too. land to do whatever the hell We want on it for the most part Yep. Alright, Christopher with the WJ Who should not own A Jeep of any kind
3: I don't know, that's a tough one um, Everybody's hit pretty much all the good
2: Oh, your ex-wife man, there it's it right is. there All you have to do is say <laughs> it
3: <laughs> ex-wife there you go <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i'm sure we've all ran into somebody uh you know whether it's in the grocery store or the part store counter or even in traffic and it's like man that person just should not be on the road
3: yeah the, and, the, the alone in- and stuff like that I, I just they they're screwing the jeeps up um do so you have, have those like- jeeps out in your in your area Not as much as like Florida or uh, California and all those other states over there, but the people I do appreciate who have them are the older folks because they don't do anything to them. And then later on in the years, they're still in great condition and you can get them at a decent price, still like new. Yeah. I love the
1: grandma Jeeps, man. Seriously. Uh, it's just, you, you find that, you find that, uh, uh, that LJ on Craigslist, you know, it's got 32,000 original miles <laughs> on it. It's
3: like, oh my <laughs> God, I want it so bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, that's, you're a hundred percent right, man. I, I agree with you there wholeheartedly. Uh, Bill, tell us who should not own a Jeep. I'm going to say a Prius owner. And the reason <laughs> is, is every time I, I look at one of these Priuses, I'm like, well, that person obviously isn't an audio, auto
3: enthusiast, right? And the other. The miles per gallon, right? So um, that's kind of what popped up in, in my head.
1: No, you're 100%. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head uh, because this is clearly a person who knows nothing about motorsports, uh, who cannot appreciate uh, the vehicle for what it is. Uh, and and I'm, honestly, I'm just going to say it. And they probably wouldn't know how to use it, anyways. So, yeah. yeah, you're good one there. All right, Jimmy Jeep, who should not own a Jeep? I'm going to go with anyone that sits so close to the steering wheel that their arms are perpendicular <laughs> to the ground. Oh, dude, I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday. That is so weird. No, seriously, we were having this whole discussion about how close <laughs> people sit to the steering wheel. You see people in traffic and they're like on top of the steering wheel. And it's like, dude, just seriously, grab that little lever between your legs and just pull that pull seat back. on back. Yeah. Oh. What lever are you talking about? I know. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm nervous. Beat <laughs> me to it. Hey, now,
0: there's no, like,
1: I know, As soon as the words came out my mouth, I was like, people, well, then. I left that one wide. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Short people. We forgot about short hey, people. Hey, my wife is 5'1", and she can still drive the Jeep and not drive
1: like this. <laughs> With her arms straight up and down. so
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> She can barely the reach the, the pedals, but she doesn't drive like that. I, I don't it. understand how people do it. Just, it just it would be horrifically uncomfortable, let alone the safety aspect to it. So yeah, no I,
4: kidding. Oh my gosh. Reaction time? Forget it with that.
1: Well, and that you know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. There's just some people out there that you see who have no business being out on the road. Yeah. All right. Lacey, tell us who should not own a Jeep.
4: Any of the Karen's out there that are triggered by a sneeze, <laughs> it seems like
1: anymore. <laughs> Oh there are God. so many people who you are... You know that
3: there's going to be traffic accidents accident if that happens. Everything.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. No, right. You're right. If, 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 you can't, if you can't like order a Happy Meal without having to talk to a manager, you've got no business <laughs> owning a Jeep. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Garrett, tell us, who do you think should not own a Jeep? Well, like Chris said, I had a guy who was a cop tell me he was thinking about trading in his two-door JK that he got handed to him from his dad for a Tesla or putting twenties and thirty sevens on it. That seriously, that that should be a guy who's taken out in the back and beaten with a rubber hose. I'm sorry, that, that's just no. You're not going to sell a trade a Jeep for a Tesla. No, that guy absolutely has no business being anywhere <laughs> near a Jeep, let alone owning one. Yeah, and he got it handed to him by his dad. So uh, see, see, and, silver spoon. Right. Seriously, yeah, I got no respect for people like that. It's just, man, I, I've had to just work and scrape for everything that I've got. and dime. Uh, well, you
2: appreciate it much more. If you're the one you that do. decided that you <laughs> wanted the Jeep and that you yeah. had to save, and uh, even if the parents help out, it means a lot more to you if that's what you picked and what you worked hard to get. So I, I, think, I say great because that sounds like a Jeep that maybe, uh, number one, it wasn't wrecked. And maybe it's going to a better home, somebody that yeah, appreciate definitely it. Definitely
1: going to a better home, Tony. Hundred
2: percent. Yeah, and that, yeah, and that Jeep's like, thank you, thank you for taking. Right, me. we need to start doing a Jeep rescue program. You know, like they do yeah, with the with the could, dogs, huh? the dogs and the cats.
1: That's a good and give it to the needy. That's, <laughs> Here that's, yes, Here You go. You rolled your Jeep. It's totaled. Insurance didn't cover it. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh Downs, tell us who you think should not be owning a Jeep.
3: Oh that's I don't know. I think everybody should be able to get what they want, but if I had to pick a group of people, it'd probably be new drivers uh Ooh. I've seen a bunch of posts pop up over the past few months about parents looking for jeeps for their sixteen year old kids, and they're looking at like twenty five thousand dollar thirty thousand dollar jeeps, and I'm like that's that's cool. get really good insurance because they're probably going to wad it up
0: yeah there's yep. like a
3: thirty there's like a thirty or forty percent chance of new drivers wadding up their vehicle within the first year. Did you did you, seconds, wreck, my niece.
1: did you wreck your first uh first vehicle Josh?
3: Uh yep, I had a 94 XJ. I uh was painted ran a red light and hit a van. Ouch. Ouch. Was it totaled? Uh it was fixable but we were moving out of the state so my dad sold it to a uh uh, body shop and they put it back together and as far as I know it's still running around out there somewhere.
2: Yeah, that's a bad wow. accident when you're going to move out of state. Uh, that's, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh yeah, seriously. Oh <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I'd 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 love. That's that's one topic we ought to go just around the campfire and talk about the first accident you ever had or something like that. That might be a good one. Yeah. Uh, all right, Nathan from Pittsburgh, uh, rounding out our listener list tonight. Uh, Nathan, uh, tell us about who you think shouldn't be owning a Jeep.
3: I don't know. I think everybody should get it. More they sell, the better, right? You know, there's more options out
2: there in the youth market.
1: hmm I yeah, like you know, what he thinks. That's a perspective I hadn't thought about. You know, everybody should have a chance at at getting one. Uh, the more Jeep sales there are, the more chance there's going to be for more aftermarket. Uh, more money into the uh, in, into that market uh, means uh, possibly more deals and uh, more availability. I I don't know, man. That's definitely an interesting perspective. I hadn't thought about it from from that angle before. Uh, but yeah, I'm still you you under the belief the that market there's, market there are people online. out there that should definitely not own a Jeep. Well, Tony, who, do you, who would you uh, put on this list?
2: Let's see. Who would I put on this list? You know, I don't know. I think everybody, uh, I kind of like like, uh, like what was said about the everybody should have it, uh, the ability to own what they want. Now, with that said, I, I hate uh, seeing a Jeep go to somebody that like puts the, the large wheels, uh, the wide <laughs> wheels on it, the tall wheels. Uh, this, this stuff that uh, t- screams, I don't know about off-roading. And, and if you've got a Jeep... You ought to at least have it set up for off-roading, even if you're not planning on going off-road. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the way I think about it. So, Mm -hmm. I I would say people that just kind of don't get the Jeep thing. They don't get the Jeep family, the the Jeep wave, that type. The whole
1: Jeep thing, I guess, is is what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it is a Jeep thing. There are people out there who just don't understand. Wendy, what about you? Who would you put on this list?
4: Well, for me, it would be boys or girls who are afraid of dirt. I'm just sick and tired of people who just, oh, I can't take my Jeep out there to get dirty. You know what? Then don't own a Jeep. You shouldn't be (laughs) driving it to the mall. Drive a regular Prius to the mall. Yeah. Seriously. If you're going to own a Jeep, go get it dirty. Let's go have some fun. That's what it was designed for. It's it's what it was built for. It's what they're out there for. Yeah. All these wussy people. Oh, I have a Jeep, but I can't get it dirty. Oh, God. Please leave me alone. (laughs)
1: only wears the uh, the white sneakers that are absolutely pristine, not a single smudge on them, and yeah.
4: Man bun, now, you know, I've, a few of those things.
1: <laughs> it does take all kinds. And, uh, yes. and well, there's, uh, you know, all kinds of topics that we're covering here on uh, on the Campfire Side Chat. And if you'd like to join in on this, well, there's absolutely a number of ways that you can do it, and we, we'd absolutely love to have you. Uh, you can join us around the Campfire Fireside Chat virtually um, every time we record the show. Um, and we we'll record the show that we're doing, the campfire chat on. Uh, but how you can join in is very easy. You can su- subscribe to our newsletter uh, to get weekly reminders. Uh, how to join in via Zoom, um, or you can follow us on Facebook even, uh, and uh, you can get the, all the uh, notifications, uh, the links, and that sort of stuff through our Facebook page out there. We send all that stuff out, and uh, and you can get uh, you can get in on the action as it were. I'd like to give a big thanks out there to Chris uh, from SevenSlats.com, uh, Chip as well, John, Steve. Uh, Christopher, Bill, Jimmy, uh, Lacey as well, Garrett, Josh, and Nathan, all for uh, coming around the campfire tonight. Great conversation, everybody. I know this is kind of a uh, an out-of-the-blue topic uh, I picked this week, uh, but uh, glad you guys all had a chance to chime in. You got tech questions? What uh, do I have? A- we have answers. Oh, that's good. I can- I- it's Tech Talk with Jeep right talk Yahoo! All right, forget Tuffy. Forget Quadratech or WeatherTech or any of those companies who do this sort of stuff, we're going to do some underseat storage in the back of the TJ for under 20 bucks, and it's as easy as a trip to the hardware store. What you're going to be buying is two 12-inch paint trays, preferably the plastic ones, for the sake of, well, they're cheap and they're easy to modify and work with. Do not get the paint tray liners. These are plastic too, but they are paper-thin and won't work for this project. If you want to use the metal ones, well, that's totally fine, but it's going to cost a lot more and require a little bit more work. Either way, it's as easy as this. Flip the trays over once you have them so that they're bottom side up. Typically on the bottom of the skinny side of the tray, there will be two support legs to help level the tray out. Not always, but usually they're there. Cut those bad boys off. And in some tray designs, this may leave a small hole, but that's okay. We're not keeping marbles or paper clips in these, so it's all good. On the larger side of the tray, on the face of the front of the pan, you're going to drill a finger hole. Using a unibit or a couple of uh, drill bits, uh, some files, some scissors if you have to, uh, whatever you got to do, put a hole in there so you can grab this thing and, uh, and pull it out. Now, you're going to paint the whole thing black with bed liner or a spray paint that will be, uh, you know, that will bond to plastic. Let it cure for a good 24 hours and then slap them underneath the seat. Now, in 2003, the TJ went through some subtle changes to the seat configuration in the tub, and this may not work as well for TJs newer than 2002. Other than that, customize these as you wish. Add a handle instead of a finger hole. Maybe cover them in speaker box carpet or glue diamond plate to the front of them. Get crazy. The only limit is your imagination, skill set, and budget. What keeps them from
2: sliding around?
4: Yeah. I was, Well, the carpet, uh, the,
1: I guess, right? Compression fit. Yeah, compression fit. Oh, okay. They, yeah, they, they, they wedge in there. They're, they're wedge-shaped, and so they sort of oh, wedge I see. in there. I just thought I'd check, I, cause
2: that, I, and I suppose you could always put some, uh, some Velcro on the bottom too, but it might make it a little, little too difficult to take out.
1: Yeah, uh, you could even put like a, a little um, a latch in the front or something like that that you've got to you know, pop out or rotate or something to, uh, to, to pull these things out. I mean, there's, you can get very creative mm-hmm. uh, with this. And, a bungee and of course- cord.
2: You could put a bungee cord on the, on, on the where it, it pulls itself back in
1: too. Oh, now you're talking! Yeah, to even make him uh, give him a little bit of automation there. <laughs> <That's a laughs> really good idea. Tony. That's a great idea. Like, I mean, help. this is neat. Like, I never help. even thought about this. So, it's yeah, I, I saw uh, you know every now and again. I just kind of scroll through Pinterest to get an idea, get some inspiration, that sort of stuff. Look at Jeep porn, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> uh, and and somebody had this this idea out there, and I was like, you know what? That's a good idea. I'm going to expand on this a little bit. Uh, I'm going to copy that picture. Uh, and share this with the people on the show So I thought it was a I great can- idea I thought it would work for, for a lot of people I know that uh, there's a lot of our listeners out there That are looking for budget solutions uh, Especially when it comes to things like uh, Storage solutions and stuff This really checked all the boxes And so I was absolutely uh, wanting to go ahead and, and share this with the folks out there So you guys can uh, can get on, on this and, and maybe take advantage of a, of a very affordable Underseat storage option.
2: So I may have missed it, but did you say if this
1: was the front seat or the back seat? Because it looks like this it's back would be underneath the back seat. Yeah, underneath the back seat. And I, I thought I might have said the back seat, but you, uh, you if may if have. I, I just wasn't sure. If I didn't, yeah, this is for underneath the back seat of a TJ Wrangler uh, between 1997 and 2002 model years. Yep, yep. Really cool idea. Well if you have anything to add to this or any other topic Maybe you have a question for Tech Talk Something that you would like for us to cover here Just jump over to JeepTalkShow.com Slash contact and send us a message Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show?
3: What do you talk about man?
1: Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face yo Hey where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater Hey where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Paul Flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and
0: at jeeptalkshow.com.
2: God bless that guy that says, this, I would assume on the radio.
1: Oh, Jesus! <laughs> no, I, that was one of my favorites. I was like, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. You know, in the last couple few episodes, we had a brief discussion about the miles per gallon, the MPGs Tony is getting in his 2021 Gladiator. We even touched on that here in the last episode. Now, I think I mentioned something about the tailgate uh, in that conversation and and how the common theory is to remove that to get better fuel economy, with the understanding being that the broad, flat face of the tailgate creates more or less a wind dam and, and increases the drag as the speed of the truck increases, thus decreasing the MPGs. Well, this week, we were informed by Chris over at SevenSlats.com that the TV show Mythbusters covered this very same topic, and come to find out, I was grossly mistaken in the tailgate comment. Straight from Adam and Jamie's mouth, here is what they found
3: on Mythbusters.
0: Okay. So, Adam, we're back
3: at
2: base, and you're looking a little confused with that calculator.
3: I'm not confused. Hold on. (laughs) All right. The results are in. The most fuel-efficient thing you can do to drive your pickup truck is mesh. Really? Yeah. Actually, it was an improvement of almost 5%, which exceeds most of the other things we tried. Wow.
2: He said meth or mesh. No, he didn't mesh. say meth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, you just drive really fast everywhere you go. You get
1: there sooner, I, you use less I, mile. You less this, less I get, it know it seems,
4: why I'm going, It does seem, I'm going. Yeah, it
1: just seems like you're getting better gas mileage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God! No, they were talking about uh, about the mesh tailgate. You oh, know, okay. Made like uh, you know, like cargo straps, almost. Um, uh, there, I thought that those things went out in the '90s. I, I thought that was an '80s fad. Uh, I thought that it came and gone. I haven't seen too many mesh tailgates around uh, over the years. It seems like everybody's gone to the tonneau cover. Uh, come to find out, that actually does not work out very well. Uh, it looks good. Uh, it makes it, it makes the vehicle look nice and streamlined, um, and, and it protects the bed and everything in it, of course. But uh, the best thing to do for miles per gallon for any kind of a pickup truck uh, is to put a mesh tailgate on the back of it, uh, and that uh, that helps with the MPGs. Actually, gets you a five percent five percent increase. Wow. Yeah, I was I was uh, very shocked about that, and and actually quite surprised about the 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 level of the measurable increase i thought okay it might be one maybe 2 miles per gallon 1 or 2% if that you know no 5% that is that's substantial and that could actually pay for itself in a very short period of time too
2: it's interesting how putting the tailgate down or uh, i would assume well i would assume you could remove the tailgate and get the same so the- type of uh, fuel economy as the mesh no, they
1: they tried that. In fact, really? I would actually highly encourage anybody who's even remotely interest interested in this topic to go and try and find that episode. Uh, and and for our show hosts, uh, uh, co-hosts and stuff, I will I will uh, try and find that link for you that Chris uh, uh, gave us. And uh, and it's it's maybe seven and a half, eight, ten minutes a, or so of of a video to watch. But they they tried. Um, uh, tailgate on, tailgate off, tailgate down, and mesh tailgate. So they pretty much covered oh. all the bases. And uh, and they did it with a very, very scientific method, Tony, that I think is even more accurate oh, than sure. your RPG uh, 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 tracking. Yeah. So uh, check it out if you can find it. It's worth a watch. It's very interesting in- information. And the way they went about it is very scientific, so I absolutely trust the results. Uh, so there you go. Uh, my apologies. I, I put out some information out there just even if even if it was in passing uh, that come to find out is, is wrong. So I'm glad I could uh, I could be corrected here uh, and, and by uh, something as cool as Mythbusters nonetheless. So uh, and I'm happy to share this information with you guys too.
2: Mythbusters. Great show. Uh, but what I will say positive about this at seven or eight minutes long for this video. That's about the length of the usefulness of Mythbusters, because you take out all the commercials and all the BS that they have in there. It's literally a 10-minute show, (laughs) but it's good information. You just got to do a lot of fast-forwarding. All right, I was going to talk about a little bit about the Discord server. You hear us uh, mentioning this from time to time, and you might be saying, what the hell is that? Now, I know some of you guys, uh, you already know, and maybe you've already joined, but Look at this as a reminder to join in. So uh, according to the internet, and I think this is actually Discord itself. Discord is the easiest way to talk over voice, video, and text. Talk. And why the hell are we still using Skype to do this show? <laughs> <laughs> I
4: was just going to say. <laughs> How, how's that possible with well, video? I'm just curious.
2: Uh, well, it, it, it just allows you to do uh, streaming video and stuff on there that, that we don't use. The, uh, everybody that's on there is just doing text. But, but okay. I'll I continue. It says uh, you can talk, chat, hang out, and stay close with your friends and communities. And, of course, that's what we're using it for, the Jeep Talk Show community. Uh, and uh, the uh, the general um, uh, channel, I guess is what it's called, is where most of the activity goes on on our Discord server. Now, the Jeep Talk Show uses it to help listeners keep, in con- keep the conversation going after the show. And really, anytime you want to chat with Jeep owners, uh, Zoom people or uh, you know just anybody that hangs out with uh, uh, the Jeep talk show. You know it's free to use and you can access it with your phone, tablet or desktop computer. It's invite only and it's not our requirement it's theirs. You can find the invite at jeeptalkshow.com/contact. We'd love to have you join us on the JTS. Discord server. So getting back to what you were talking about, it, we do have a video, an audio video channel on there. It's also called General. And uh, I just haven't seen anybody use it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you could, you could do it just like, uh, like you do in the Zoom meeting. Uh, we, uh, we could use it instead of Skype. But the problem is, is that uh, with Skype, since I'm running multiple in- instances, I get multiple audio from you guys, so I can control your audio individually. Mm, Whereas makes if we, sense. yeah, yes. so if, if we were doing it on Discord, it, it would be more like what happens with the, uh, when we talk with the Zoom people. So uh, it's just easier for me. But anyway, join us on the Discord server, and uh, you may be seeing uh, Tammy, Josh, and
1: Wendy there, uh, more uh, here as the uh, time uh, goes on. Absolutely. Hey, and speaking of uh, getting in on things, uh, I wanted to go ahead and plug our newsletter one more time. Now, we talk about the newsletter from time to time here on the show. It's a great way to get, in the, uh, get the inside information as far as what's going in on the show, uh, when we're going to be recording, uh, what we're going to be talking about, ways to g- actually get in on the fun as well. Join the show and become a part of the Jeep Talk Show as we actually record an episode. You can do it, too. It's very easy to sign up for the newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. You're going to find a a link there that you can click and sign up. It's just as easy to unsubscribe if you don't like the one email a week that we're going to send you. Uh, So be sure to check it out.
2: Oh, real quick. Do you know that uh, you guys didn't see this, but I forwarded it to you. Uh, We got a response from one of our newsletter subscribers and he uh, said, uh, what was it? Uh, Let's go JTS.
1: How dare he? (laughs) (laughs) i missed that one i
2: i I would that was that was tonight right before the show so i had so i had to ask him i said i did lol are you saying (laughs) (laughs) f-u-j-t-s instead of let's go i did it yeah i thought he was i thought he was a little you know miffed about the newsletter because he was responding to a newsletter that we sent out today our, our tuesday rather and, uh, so I asked him I said I said you know is it FU GTS he goes no I love the Jeep talk show yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. that's a good one though That that's good yeah, times that, right that was fun
1: well that's it for the show for this week my fellow Jeeper until next week be sure to get over your fear of talking to people and leave us a voicemail already yeah. and as always thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast you know, whoever said life is a highway <laughs> never
2: owned a Jeep. Oh, man, it was so windy here this week. <laughs> Lord, it was it was tough driving that Gladiator on I-10. <laughs> I've
0: since 2010.